0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Club Junkie Podcast. Hope you're having a good week. It was U.S. Open time. Tea times, I think, just went off. I'm recording at like 7 o'clock in the morning. I think uh, the first tea times were like 6.45, so good day. U.S. Open. I always love the U.S. Open. Um, but hey, before we get into everything, just want to let you know, hey, Team Titleist, just more than a name, it's a community of golfers just like us. Titleist has created this community to connect us to product experts, host events, and provide opportunities like prototype testing. Uh, you know, the white box white boxes that you see that your friends may have, you may see on social media. plain white box has some Titleist balls in them. Yeah, it's like future Pro V1, future ball testing. And if you want to do something like that, you got to join Team Titleist. And uh, you're, you'll be part of the R&D process, which is pretty cool. And then Team Titleist offers great special gear drops featuring the TT logo that are only available to members. So check out Titleist.com. Check out Team Titleist, join up, become a member, and get access to a lot of cool perks. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the prototype testing thing is pretty cool. Um, it's just one of those things where I think everybody saw it online and wanted to be a piece. But uh, check that out. And, uh, yeah, back to the show. It's, uh, you yeah, know, like I said, U.S. Open we- uh, week. I always love the U.S. Open. It's one of my favorite majors. I mean, the Masters is my favorite. This is, man, it, it's hard to say if this is two or the Open Championship is two. Yeah. Um, there's just something about the history of the Open Championship that's pretty wild. But for whatever reason, the, the U.S. Open, I love the fact that it's just an absolutely brutal course. Uh, and a lot of these pros <laughs> go out there and shooting something like, you know, one over par that can, you know, or, or a couple under that can win it. Uh, but it's low scoring. Uh, you're watching guys just have a hard time hacking it out of the rough. All that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy seeing that once or twice a year. I don't need to see it every week. I don't need to see, you know, guys getting just absolutely hammered, whatever, but I also don't need to see 27, 30 under every week as well. You know, I, I want to see a little bit of, uh, I want to see a little bit of challenge for some of these players and make them look a little more human. And uh, like I said, to me, I, I love the U.S. Open, just the fact that it's, it, it's insanely hard. You put any one of us out there, and regardless if you're a scratch golfer, or you're a 20 handicap, whatever, we'd all just get absolutely annihilated. I mean, the scores we would shoot would be so high, It'd be so crazy. Uh, but, that, but like I said, to, to me, that's the fun of it. Um, I, it'll, it'll be exciting to watch. I'll be watching a good amount. it. as much as I can, I got a wedding this weekend. So tomorrow I'll be basically at a wedding all day. I'm going to try to watch as much as I can. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch Saturday and Sunday when I can. But uh, today and tomorrow may be a little more difficult. Uh, I'm recording early because uh, my wife, it's my... Sister in law's wedding, so it will be. My wife's going up to to help set up today, so I'll be kind of working slash dad duty, and then Fridays uh, is wedding. so it'll be uh, it's a busy weekend here at, at my house. Uh, but and unfortunately, I don't know if I'm. Gonna, I don't know if I'm going to be able to squeeze in any golf. May try to sneak something in on Sunday if I can. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, and one, I didn't set a tee time, so I probably am not golfing anywhere. But uh, you know, hey, it happens. Uh, you know, that's what happens to get older. Life gets you. Uh, people, you know, we were always uh, talking to the, you know young people who are golfers, or whatever. It's like get it in now, because you know, as soon as you have kids, all that it, it takes a little toll on uh, on your game. So, um, but it was been uh, been a good week so far. Uh, been a good week. Been busy. Last night had uh, my I go on a, a guys group uh, a, a trip with a group of guys up to the northern part of Michigan every year. We got a group of sixteen guys, and we had our draft last night. So we play a little Ryder Cup style, you know, eight eight guys against eight guys, and uh, it it's a lot of fun. It, it's one of those where it's a good group of guys because nobody's taking it absolutely insane serious. We're like, you know, <laughs> the guy in the other team in the other cart won't talk to you or something like that. Like it's you know, you have some fun, you maybe have a few beverages, uh, but you're also Trying to win a couple points and and you know get your name on that uh, that trophy that we have, um, but it's a really gr- good group of guys this year. Usually we do a draft we drew a draft every year. This year was kind of getting tough because again, as everybody gets older, people have kids, people have kids playing sports, people are doing stuff. Uh, our commissioner's a a coach. Uh, he coaches baseball, and his team's <laughs> been doing really well the past few years, and they're you know going deeper into you know playoffs and things like that. So uh, just Everything about it is just a little more difficult. So our, our draft kind of popped up last night, in a sense. We, I think we planned it like early in the week or late last week, and uh, basically said uh, Wednesday night is it. If you can show up in person, great. If you can't, here's like a Zoom link, and you can you know zoom in and, and watch and participate through there. Uh, Wasn't absolutely was a good time. We have uh, this year, we unfortunately lost uh, one guy for hopefully just this year. We'll see him and his wife having a having their baby, and they went and checked in with their doctor. They basically said, you know, they're probably going to be happening around the time of the event. So he unfortunately had to drop out, which is a little bit of a bummer. But uh, we got a, a guy to replace him uh, for this year, and uh, it's just fun. We don't we don't mess with handicaps. Uh, a lot of people ask, like, how do you do the scoring, all that. We don't really do with with handicaps. We basically do matchups, uh, and we did this last night. So last night we did the draft. Um you know we we two cat there's two captains every year uh and then you know we go through pick players and basically for the most part that ends up pretty equal you know everybody you know everybody kind of knows who's who and you know how guys play and um i mean yes there's always fluctuations fluctuations that weekend where one guy plays really well another guy doesn't play well it just you know it just depends but for the most part everybody has an idea of, of how everybody plays and then um we had to also do, when we do our matchups, uh, we kind of go through and pick the matchups that we, you know, pretty sure are pretty equal. You know, we're not going to put, like, you know, the best player against the worst player in, in terms of, you know, a match play thing on Sunday or anything like that. But uh, we went through and, and just did it all. We don't want to really mess with handicaps. It's just a kind of a pain to dot scorecards and, and all that jazz. So everything's kind of just done as close as we can get it. You play straight up. And, uh, and that's it. So we, uh, went through all that. Uh, we did the, like I said, draft and we did the matchups, uh, and the matchups change. I mean, the, the first day matchups don't change. So we play, we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we play 36, 36, 18. Some guys go up Thursday night or Thursday afternoon, play another like 18 <laughs> that uh, Thursday. And then, uh, like I said, we play 36, 36, 18, and then we go home and you're beat, um, but uh, the first day, the, the matchup's pretty much the same. And then second day, uh, you know, a few things may change depending on how people are playing and things like that. And then Sunday is is basically Saturday night. Uh, you know, the Sunday matches are basically revisited. on Who's playing well, who's not, who should be matched up with who, and <clears throat> and all that. And we try to make it as fair as possible. So it's an absolute blast, a lot of fun. Like I said last night, uh, you know, just had a, a good time at, uh, at one of the guys' house. I should end up being my brother's house, uh, just hanging out on the back 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 porch and uh and going through and uh it was uh it was a good time it was hot uh we were you know stuck outside it was like 90 degrees some sweaty boys out there but uh but it was a good time so excited for that that's beginning of august uh i'll be doing that and uh it's just going to be uh it, it's just a good time we, we like i said this is my this is my fourth year doing it um they've been playing a little longer than that uh but this is my fourth year in it And, uh, like I said, it's been a good, uh, a great time, you know, every year, just because I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's serious enough where, you know, you don't want to have too many beverages where you can't finish the round or play, but you also don't, like I said, don't want to take it so serious where you're, you know, not talking to guys and you know, not, you know, making them putt out two inch putts and stuff like that. So it's, it's a good mix of, uh, of competitive yet, um, you know, you get, uh, uh, yet fun at the same time, but, uh, excited for that. I'm always excited. I don't want it to come cause I don't want August to be here yet. Uh, but I'm also excited that I want it to be here because it's just a fun event. So it's, uh, I'm, you're, you're torn a little bit on, on it, but it was fun to go and, and see everybody. And a lot of the guys, uh, you know, I haven't seen since last year. So, uh, it was fun to just kind of see everybody catch up and, and, you know, see that everybody's doing well. So anyway, got another show today. Like I said, I'm not going to go crazy, crazy long. I don't think I always say that, and then I end up going the same amount of length, same length that I always go. But uh, I got two items to talk about today, uh, and I just like I said, I've got uh, kind of a busy day ahead of me. So I'll be uh, like I said, playing, playing, playing single dad today, which uh, which is fine. It's all all good. I, I I don't typically play single dad when I'm and work at the same time, but uh, we'll see how it does. My wife does it every day, so. I mean, she's an absolute saint. I don't know how she does it, and that's you know, but she does. She somehow watches our daughter <laughs> and works at the same time and, and gets everything done. We'll see how I do. We'll see how I do. I don't. I I definitely don't have her skills, but uh, we'll see uh, see how it goes. But we'll get into today. Like I said, two things to talk about. The first one I'm get into is uh, something that brand new came out, and it is, you know, I guess, pretty new. Uh, it's been out for just a little bit, uh, but the new ShotScope Pro. LX plus uh, now the pro pro it, it, the pro LX plus is kind of a combination uh, so the pro LX is actually the pro LX is just the rangefinder uh, from shot scope and if you're not familiar with shot scope shot scope shot scope's been around for a while uh, they they started out making uh, you know like shot tracking software uh, watches with GPS all that uh, so the first units were shot tracking wat you know a watch that had did GPS shot tracking uh and it had all that built into it and it was uh it was a pretty cool thing and i think at the time uh all the shot tracking stuff sh- shot shot tracking uh stuff was done pretty much arcos and was it game golf so you either had your phone or you had like a belt thing uh for for game golf which i, th- I think is gone now I, I don't know if they're even in business anymore but anyway <clears throat> you had uh, some type of You know, extra unit And uh, ShotScope was, I think One of the first to put a GPS watch Which you could, you know Check your yardages out on the course uh, And integrate that into the shot tracking And uh, it was a pretty popular thing They've done a a couple versions of it I think uh, the latest one was was V3 Which I think I talked about a while ago I don't think I did uh, anything real recent uh, on it But I think I talked about the the V3 uh, a while ago Which was really good It was actually a pretty comfortable watch I don't typically like wearing watches when I play uh, but it was actually pretty comfortable it stayed in, in, in place really well and uh, the shot tracking stuff is uh, is pretty cool so the uh, the latest uh, creation from uh, the Minds of shot scope is the pro LX which is a combination of the pro uh, the pro LX rangefinder laser rangefinder uh, which you get in this nice case here it' actually is mean, it is actually a nice case kind of like supposed to look like kind of like leather a little bit it's got the, uh, you know, a hook on the back or a loop that you can put a, a, strap through, anything like that. Um, but it's a nice case, comes with the, comes with the unit. And then the Pro-LX is, is the launch monitor or the full launch monitor, the, uh, the laser rangefinder uh, that is that unit. And then the Plus basically combines that, which the, with their H4, uh, GPS unit, which connects actually on the back here, which again, kind of cool, um, so it's actually kind of two units in one. So you get got uh, laser range finder uh, and you get the GPS uh, and shot tracking all in kind of two pieces, but one unit, one box, uh, everything kind of comes together. Uh, and then you also get a package of the uh, I took this one off uh, my six iron, but uh, these little uh, plastic end caps that go on your uh, on your clubs for the shot tracking, just like most shot tracking software. Uh, I do have to say the one thing I like about the shot scope ones is that they're really, they are kind of small. Um, so you don't, I know you probably, if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably can't see it anyway because it doesn't uh, focus in on something that small. But uh, they're really smaller than, say, Arcos. Uh, you know, Arcos is kind of, the, they're kind of large. These are really tiny, really slim. And if you have a flat top of the grip, they fit absolutely flush and uh, they just, They don't take up any space, which is super nice Um, I do have to say the one downside to these is that If you have like a a, Some grips have kind of like a domed butt end section These will stick up just a little bit um, And like the edges could catch getting out of your bag a little bit Um, They're pretty small They're much smaller than the grip So you you don't run into that that very often Uh, But I love that the size of their The tags for the the clubs are super small And the other cool thing is they give you 16 So if you want to carry, you know if you've got an extra club or two or whatever, uh, you know you can put that in and out of the bag without having to remember to switch tags out. You know, if you've got a, uh, you know, a second whatever. You know, you got two drivers, you got two whatever. You can switch those clubs out, and you don't have to worry about taking the tag off because uh, you get two extra ones. I think it's like X one and X two uh, are the two extra ones, which is is it's pretty nice. I I'm I'm a big fan of uh, having extra tags on there um but uh, yeah but like i said you get uh, kind of two units in one everything's designed to be kind of put together uh which is kind of cool it's all done with uh with pretty strong magnets so uh like the the back of the pro lx rangefinder uh you have your uh lens to look out of and then below that there's kind of a flat section that when you first get it has a little plate in there covering uh the spot but you can pop the plate out And the H4 GPS unit fits right in there. And it actually, I mean, whatever magnets they use are are fairly strong. Excuse me, but it fits right in there. And uh, the nice thing is it fits right in there. And, you know, I think a lot of people would say, well, what do you need that for? Why would you need a laser rangefinder with GPS sitting on the back? The great thing about the GPS in the back is, one, you can either just look at it really quick to get kind of a front back, and then you can laser the pin. So you kind of have an idea of, you know how much room you have behind the pin, uh, in front of the pin, whatever. And then also it's really great for the hazards because it does all the hazards on there. So if there's water up front or there's water uh, or sand traps or whatever, you can really quickly easily pull up the the hazards on here and you don't have to sit there trying to, you you know, zap the edge of the water, the other side of the water. Like you're not trying to like laser all that stuff. It's right there on the screen and it's just on. So, uh, it's preloaded with like 40,000 courses. So, I mean, everything I've ever played uh, or whoops, everything I've played so far has been, uh, has been on there with no problem. They also have a way to submit, uh, courses. If for some reason, a course that you play is not, uh, they say the turnaround time is like a few days, uh, you know, whatever for, for putting that in there. And, uh, you know, it, like I said, that, that part, uh, it's kind of cool how it all works together. There's also a belt clip, um, that you can, it's actually a belt clip slash like bag clip. It's got like a little carabiner uh, with a strap, and then it's got a belt clip that you can put on your your belt or slap it on your bag. I actually found in my Moto Caddy uh, electric cart that there's like a perfect spot for it, uh, right on top. Uh, there's a little section that you can put like a phone mount or some other things, and if there's nothing in there, there's a little block that just fits in there, and it's it's got an opening spot, an open spot, and the little belt clip fits like perfectly in there. So I actually. Slap it on there, and then I have the GPS right on top of my cart And if I don't feel like pulling out you know, my rangefinder, I can just look on my cart uh, And it's right there, uh, but you can pretty much fit it anywhere And that's magnetic as well, so the, the H4 unit just snaps in uh, And so far, I've had no problem driving it over pretty rugged terrain, all that Had no problem with the, uh, the unit coming loose, coming uh, apart, anything like that uh, it's, uh, been pretty rock solid the whole time, which is, uh, which is nice. I was a little concerned when, you know, I saw everything was magnets. I was like, well, if this is on my push cart. Like how off, you know, how, how long before it bounces itself out and that's it. And it's been, you know, like I said, rock solid there. Uh, the magnets are, are definitely strong. So when you snap the, the H4 into the pro LX uh, range finder, I mean, it snaps in there pretty good. It's, it, it's really solid. Uh, and it it takes some, it, it takes a decent pull to get it out of there. So I don't think even, you know, going between, or so far for me, like going between using the laser rangefinder, putting it back in the, uh, um, you know, the case, which I just throw in my cart, it has had no problems. Uh, it's been like I said, it hasn't moved uh, at all. i Never, never even thought about it really after the first uh, first few holes, which is pretty nice. Uh, but the la- the, ra- the 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 Pro LX uh, laser rangefinder is uh, is really nice. It, it's it's really lightweight, much lighter than I thought because it is a little bigger unit to be able to hold the uh, the H4 on the back. So it is a little larger unit. It's not the smallest laser rangefinder out there on the market, but uh, it, it's easy to hold. It's got a nice little grip built into it that fits, uh, into your thumb and, uh, and fits your thumb and it's easy to shoot. Uh, it's got, uh, quite, quite a few different little options there. The, uh, one of the cool things is that, you know, with some laser rangefinders, when you look through it, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the optics, whatever, they're either black, they can be red, whatever. This gives you both, so you can do uh, if you you know laser on something, you can do a red one or you can do a black uh, background, and it's it's interesting because I really like the red for the most part. I think that's because I'm used to I was used to playing a Nikon before, which has that kind of illuminated red, and to me that's easier to see, especially with a background of a lot of trees uh, or something dark like that. Uh, The red to me is super easy and, you know, but other people like, you know, black, the black's a little more, a little more crisp because it's not, you know, it's not lit up. It's a little more, you know, crisp. The lines are a little sharper, all that. Um, But then I see you can switch it literally the press of a button. So you could be actually shooting the flag and you could change it from red to black with literally the touch of a button. Um, It takes no time. It switches almost instantly and it's super easy to use. And it's kind of nice to have that feature. I mean, I know some people look at it and say, why do you need it? It's kind of nice. Like I said, some people like whatever colors, you know, if you like the the black background, the red, like I said, to me, I found that the the red is uh, is a little easier to read, especially, like I said, with, with darker backgrounds uh, and things like that. I, f- I found that part's a little easier to line up on the flag uh, instead of maybe getting, uh, you know, getting a tree or, or something like that. So it's, uh, like I said, pretty easy to uh, to use and then uh you know accuracy wise is is uh, is really good it's it's got uh uh you know it's sorry i'm just zapping the walls in my basement to see how long they are and it's uh, 6 yards away to the back wall um, <laughs> but it's, uh, like at least it's simply easy to use. If you've used a laser rangefinder before one button, click, you hit the target, uh, you get the vibration, uh, you know, when you, when you hit the pin, uh, it's got a little icon there with uh, the pin as well. When you look through it. So when you hit it, it kind of vibrates and you have a little icon knowing that you hit the pin and you weren't just hitting a, a tree or something like that. The range on it is up to 900 yards, which my God, I hope you're not playing anything course wise that you need anything at 900 yards, uh, they say their accuracy is good up to, you know, is one yard, uh, plus or minus, uh, at whatever target. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, 900 yards, you you don't, you're not going to need anything that good. It's it's overbuilt for what you need. That that's, that's for sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, easy to use. It uses the same, you know, CR, the little CR one, one, two, three battery. Um, that all of them use. So if you have a stockpile of those, like I have a box from, it's ordered on Amazon. Um, and it, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they, when they do run out eventually, it's just, you have a few there to, to, to use. Um, the one thing I, I'll say, the only thing I, I I don't, that I wish this had, um, the only thing it doesn't have, is it doesn't have the mat, like a built-in magnet to stick it on <clears throat> the side of the cart. So, like on the on the the roof support, it doesn't have a built-in magnet for that, which is the only thing I'm uh, I wish it had, uh, because you do have to kind of put it like I. It's not a huge deal. I put it in the middle of the cart so my partner and I could share it. I just put it in the middle pocket or whatever there, and that way it's just accessible, uh, and it's not a big deal to pull it out, shoot the yardage, throw it back in the cart. Um, i but like I said, I I wish it did have uh, the external magnet so you could stick it on, you know, whatever you can stick it on those uh, uh, the side of the cart and have it a little more accessible that way. Um, but also, I mean, I kind of understand too that with the, the H4 unit potentially on the back of it, it, it definitely could. Uh, I guess that extra beating it would take, you know, running down hills and running over bumps and all that. I can see where that, uh, would, would be a little more, more dangerous, but the Prolex is a rangefinder is really good. Uh, it's everything you think it should be. It's accurate. Um, you know, when I was shooting stuff right next to people who had their Bushnells or whatever they're using, um, we always had the same yardages. I mean, when you hit the thing, I mean, maybe one guy was, you know, 164, 165. I mean, everything was, was right there. So accuracy wise, it was great. And like I said, I actually kind of liked having the, the H4 on the back just for kind of the front backs, uh to the to the green just so you kind of knew okay well the front is you know the front starts at you know 148 and the back ends at one you know eighty three, and the pin you know then you zap the pin and you kind of then have an idea of a little better idea of where that pin is uh on the green and then like i said for the hazards it's great uh when you can pop that thing on and just you know boom water is you know 232 away or whatever it is you know uh but being able to have the those those hazards right on the screen, uh, right on the H4 screen underneath your, your optics where you don't have to, you know, pull out something else or you don't have to, I mean, I used to always take my, my rangefinder and try to, like, laser the other side of the bank, you know, across the the water to say, oh, okay, it takes, you know, whatever to carry that water. Now you don't have to worry about that. It's just right there. You can just see it uh, and go, which is uh, which is pretty nice and something that, like I said, you wouldn't necessarily think you'd want with a laser rangefinder, but it's kind of nice to have. Um so the yeah the, the like I said Pro L X as a rangefinder really good it's lightweight a lot of options on it, um, but just gives you a, a ton of info and then also uh, on that thing there I think it does uh, with that it does have the uh, the slope as well and the slope you can turn on and off on the front uh, or on the side there's a little orange. Uh, Kind of, it just looks like a shot scope logo. Uh, but you slide it back and forth. You can turn slope on and off. So that way, if you are using it in tournament play, you can turn that slope on or off. But if you're using it just, you know, casually, whatever, uh, you can have slope on there as well. Slope to me isn't a big deal, and at least for the courses I play here in Michigan, uh, when you go up north to the northern part of the state, you get a lot more elevation. But down here in Metro Detroit, everything's pretty flat. There's really not a ton of uh, of of slope needed uh, at least the courses I play you're not playing super uphills or downhills uh, everything's within a couple yards so for me I, I typically I usually I, I sometimes have it on sometimes I don't I don't really look at it though um, just because like I said I mean there's not a huge uh, difference in elevation uh, but like I said Pro-LX really good If I mean just as a range finder it's great so if you wanted just a range finder uh, you can buy the, Pro-L- Pro, the Pro-LX just as that and then the H4 unit as a GPS is really good. Uh, it, it, it does, you know, GPS really well. Uh, the accuracy seemed to be, re- you know, seemed to be spot on. I mean, everything that you lasered uh, in terms of the pin, if it was in the middle, I mean, everything was pretty close. Uh, again, it, it's hard to, like, you know, laser out exactly. Um, you know, you know like when you laser the flag and it's 160 and this thing says the middle is 150, yeah, I mean, okay, the pin's 10 yards behind or whatever. But, uh, the GPS part of it seemed extremely accurate. It was really quick. It was easy. It easily itself went between holes. It kind of knew where you were and, and easily switched. Um, you know, I don't play any courses that have... that are too many T-boxes that are, like, right on top of each other. So I've never had that problem. I know there, you know, there are some courses around Metro Detroit that I've played that have T-boxes that are, I mean, literally right on top of each other. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But everything I played... I mean, when you were done with uh, done with 10, it, it switched right over to 11 when you got to the tee box and, and you went. Um, now, the cool thing is, is so it has, you know, all the GPS stuff. It has all the hazards. all Everything there is preloaded. Um, the battery life seems to be really good as well. I charged it the day I got it. I played 27 with it so far. I think I played 27 holes with it. I haven't charged it yet, uh, and I think it's still, you know, charge-wise pretty, yeah, pretty high. I guess I could turn it on and see. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like not even half, uh, excuse me, half, uh, you know, it's not even half, uh, halfway down yet. Um, which is kind of cool. The, the screen is, is small, you know, I mean, this is not a huge unit. I mean, it's pretty small, but the screen is easy to read, uh, even in the direct sunlight, uh, it's easy to read. You have no problem, uh, you know, seeing what yardages are on here. Um, and then also, uh, you know, you get some of the, uh, you get the shot tracking stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, so the shot tracking is basically, or, or as ShotScope calls it, performance tracking, uh, is basically using uh, a combination of the H4 and the tags for the clubs to basically track your whole round. And most, you know, they've got it to to be as, about as seamless as you can get it. Um, there's still a little bit of work that you have to do in terms of adjustment sometimes, and a lot of that is uh, is on the green. Uh, from tee to green, for the most part, it, uh, it it's pretty solid. It catches everything. Uh, I know I've heard some people say, like, oh, it, it's caught some practice wings or whatever. Um, I don't take practice wings, so I guess that, that works for me a little bit better. Um, but the way they designed it, too, is kind of cool because, again, I've used some other shot tracking so, uh, uh, shot tracking systems, and there's always something where, you know, basically... The, the tag on the club uses a little chip and it has to get close to the H4 unit. Uh, so you basically, they say to just to kind of tap it or get it really close to the screen and the unit, the H4 will actually vibrate and put up on the screen what club it it registered. So you can actually look at it and know that, yeah, okay, it's got driver, I'm standing on the tee. Um, but the nice thing is with this, you know, you can take that H4 unit off, put it in your pocket and then just kind of tap the, uh, tap the, the tag to your pocket and it'll vibrate. You'll know it hit, you know, it, it, it registered. Um, and then you just hit your shot, you know, you throw the club in the bag, you move on to your next shot. And when you tap it, it basically tracks. So it knows like, Hey, he hit hit driver here. You go out to your ball. And when you tap the next club, say you're hitting, you know, you hit, hit an eight iron into the green. It then measures the distance, uh, it measures the location and, you know, then measures, measures the next shot. And, you know, that stuff, tee to green, works really, really well. I mean, uh, you know, you can go through, not even really think about it uh, at the time. And like I said, for me, I didn't have it in my pocket uh, tee to green. I basically left it on my uh, either my push cart um, or if I was playing, uh, you know, in an actual cart, I had it on the back of the Pro LX. And then when you got up to the green, I would just unsnap it and take it off, throw it in my pocket, and then walk up, tap your putter, hit your putt, Tap your putter, hit your next putt. Hopefully, not have to tap your putter again. Uh, and then on there, there's basically a a mode uh, that they call what's the name of it? I, I, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up the name. Like I always mess up names with this stuff. But uh, called pin collect. That uh, when you get to the hole, you basically hit a button on the M4 to say how many putts you had, and it marks that location as that's where the flag was. So that way it knows like you know if you were long, if you were short, it basically registered where that putt was, and then you walk over to the flag you know, knock the, knock the putt in, knock whatever putt in, walk over to the flag, hit two putt or whatever it was, one putt, whatever. It knows the location then of the flag It kind of tags that GPS location of the flag. And then you have, uh, you know, some, some putting stats there as well, which is, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's nice. Um, uh, it takes a little bit of getting used to when you're on the green to remember there were quite a few times when, uh, there's a little reminder that pops up <clears throat> about the, the, the pin, uh, collect as well. excuse me there's a little reminder that'll pop up you know as you're you're leaving the green but um i've uh that's the part that takes a little bit of getting used to is just walking up to the hole remembering to basically hit the button to say you know yeah, I had two putts uh and then walking off you get used to it uh but it takes takes a little you know the first nine uh or so you're gonna forget you just are you're gonna forget on a couple holes and uh you'll be you know <clears throat> you have to go back and, and do an edit Which isn't a big deal You can go back And, and edit your round uh, Later on But uh, You know Like I said Tea to green And even on the green from, You know if, if you follow everything It works perfect um, You know The only thing is You know The The uh, is remembering to hit that pin collect button <laughs> and and uh but once you do it's it's pretty nice because then it, like i said it marks where that location was it marks your putts and uh there's just if you can remember to do it it's much much less uh editing you have to do to the round which is um which is pretty nice but it's um uh it, it, it's super easy to use uh and then the, the stats it gives uh, are, are pretty cool i mean you can go into the app uh, basically there's a, a shot scope app as well as you can go online. There's a dashboard online and, uh, you know, it'll go in there and tell you, you know, in terms of how far you hit each club. Um, it'll give you some strokes gained. It'll give you uh, a, a bunch of stuff there. And of, of course it, uh, is going to now not have me logged in. Um, but, <laughs> but you can go in there and, uh, you know, like I said, with, uh, with everything you do, uh, it'll, you know keep track of fairways and regulation green greens and regulation uh, and then the other cool part which a lot of people like to look at is you know you can go into a hole overview and look at all the shots on the hole and it'll tell you you know oh you hit a 250 yard drive there and then you hit you know uh like looking at one of them you know you hit a 250 yard drive and then uh, a four iron 193 uh and then a little it was a par five and then a little uh you know sand wedge uh, onto the green um, you can go through and it'll break down basically every hole and it's, it's pretty darn accurate. And some of them, when you hit it into some weird places, you know, you hit it way right, way left, uh, you'll see kind of where you are on there. And, um, it's pretty, uh, it, it's pretty interesting to see, uh, you know, when you go out there and look at these whole things of where you hit it. And then, you know, and like I said, give you all the, the stats in terms of performance. Uh, you can go into club performance and look at it and it'll tell you, you know, average driver, uh, you know, average driver length, uh, you know in terms of what you hit, your longest drive. Um, you can look at uh, you know, for every club it'll basically say, you know, hey, your your five iron for the most part, you know, is for me 183 yards, but your longest you hit one one ninety six. Like that's pretty uh pretty solid. And the interesting thing is that so I had I had shot scope set up before uh and I used it with like the the V3 and stuff like that with my watch. And then I, you know, synced it up here and it'll basically just keep adding on to the stats. So no matter what unit or what you're using from ShotScope, the app will work with all of it and you won't necessarily lose all your old data because you're using now, you know, the, the Pro LX with the H4, uh, you won't lose all that info. So you can go in there and, uh, like I said, kind of look at your shots and, and see where, uh, you know, all that info will just be added on to. Um, but it gives you, you know, performance there in terms of club performance. Uh, you know, it'll give you a tee shot performance in terms of, you know, do you hit stuff typically the left or the right, or, uh, you know, how many fairways do you hit? This took into consideration some older data because, uh, I'm hitting 40 for 46% of the fairways, but, uh, uh, i know that is definitely not the case at the moment um and then uh you know like i said it, you know gives you a bunch of stuff in terms of stroke gain uh i like like right now i'm minus 3.5 uh minus 3.5 uh <laughs> on my uh my tee shots uh, or my strokes gain so uh, i'm basically losing three almost three and a half strokes uh for my tee shots uh you know per round <laughs> but my approach shots are up uh you know i'm 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 i think i'm plus 5 on that so that's that's solid i guess um but it gives you, you know, some some short game stuff where you can look at, you know, proximity of the hole, uh, you know, things like that. There's there's just a ton of info inside the uh um you know, inside the app. In terms of putting, if you if you definitely if you keep track of uh using the pin collector and, and doing your your putts uh, on the green, it'll kinda give you that, uh, you know, do you miss short, do you miss right, do you miss left? It'll kinda give you all that. Like for me, fifty nine percent of my putts, uh, I miss short, which is never good, especially if you're trying to make birdies because you know, you're not going to, uh, not going to make birdies there, uh, leaving everything short, but, uh, overall, like I said, the, the app's just got a ton of stuff in there to kind of break down your game, look at things and, and you can kind of look at and see where, you know, where you need improvement, where you need to, uh, where you're, you're hitting the ball well, uh, all that. And like I said, the, uh, the nice thing, I, I think a lot of stuff too is, is the, uh, you know, the, the averages for, you know, your drivers, or driver for for irons, drivers, hybrids, all that. Um but I think the the averages for those are really good because I think after you know after a few rounds kind of looking at, you know, how long did you hit these clubs? You can kind of really see you know what are you hitting these these clubs? And for some for some people it it'll, it'll maybe be a little eye opening to say like oh well, you know, hey, I only hit my seven iron, you know, my average seven iron on here is, is 155. And I typically pull that on a 150 shot or a 160 shot. Um, you know, typically I think of it as my 160 club. It looks to be a little shorter than that. So maybe next time I go up and I have 155, maybe do I think about, you know, depending on wind, depending on everything, maybe do I try, you know, do I go hit six iron there, uh, instead of seven, since it looks like seven iron, I typically don't quite get uh, to that full 160. So a lot of stuff like that is is, is kind of cool, um, and like I said, a lot of that uh, the Strokes game stuff, which I know is big uh, right now. But uh, you know, you can go into there and um, and like I said, look at all that stuff. And then there's a bunch of different medals and stuff you can unlock as well. <clears throat> so there's you know different uh, achievements and things like that as you keep playing with it. You know, in terms of recording rounds and uh, you know distances and accuracy and things like that. There's a bunch of kind of cool little games and stuff like that that you can kind of Keep yourself interested in, in using it and finding out what, uh, again, what things you're doing well, what things you're not. But uh, overall, just a, a, a really nice system to use. I, I really liked it. Um, I think it's one of those where, especially with the Pro LX, you can use as much or as little as you want. Uh, if there's a round where, hey, you know what, I'm just going out. I'm playing a little par three course with some buddies. I don't really, you know, we're gonna have a few, a few beverages and whatever. Hey, grab the the, the range finder. You're good. Uh, you can just use that if it's something where, hey, I'm playing, you know, a, a whole weekend worth of golf, and I want to track all, you know, all my stats and everything. You, you've got that ability, so uh, you know you've got the ability to do a lot of stuff with uh, with this this system, as I'll call it, the Pro L X. So, um, but like I said, the nice thing uh, that H four, you know, being magnetic, it's easy to kind of pop off, throw it in your pocket to walk up to the green. Uh, or for me, like I said, I kept it on my uh, my push cart or my electric cart, and I would just kind of tap the club there hit my shot and, you know, be on my way. So uh, it's pretty versatile and how you want to use it. It can kind of adapt to, to whatever, you know, however, which way you find the easiest. Um, but uh, but overall, really impressed with uh, with how everything works. And like I said, the, the only knock I'd give to it is I, I'd love to find a way where, you know, the green stuff gets a little easier to use. I think ShotScope's got a good one. Um, it's always, you know, the, the least amount of interference is what I'm looking for. But uh, they, they've got it down pretty good. Um, and like I said, the only other thing I'd wish I wish there was a, a magnetic uh, you know it was the the the, the, <laughs> the pro LX, the the laser rangefinder, uh, I wish it had a magnetic side uh, that you could slap it on the cart and uh, and have it more accessible there. but um, like I said, that's pretty you know not a wild gripe. You, I could always if I really wanted to get one of those uh, straps uh, for it and and put it on there and and it would stick on the cart with no problem. Um, so I'm, I may do that. We'll see. But overall, been uh, been a lot of fun using this thing, and uh, it's been uh, a, a fun experience and a good experience. I've I've liked it so far. So if you're looking for something where, um, you know, you're looking for a a new laser rangefinder, or, uh, you know, you're looking for something to do shot tracking and all that, um, you know, you have a lot of options with uh with this unit. So if you go to. Uh, if you go to shotscope.com, check out the Pro LX Plus. Uh, I mean, you can probably check out the Pro LX by itself. You can check out all their stuff, uh, but they've got a lot of products there. They still make the Shotscope V3, which is a great unit if you're just looking for some shot tracking and GPS. I mean, they've got a um, a lot of stuff uh, in terms of products that, uh, that you know, depending on what you're looking to do, um, they've, uh, they, they've got a lot of stuff uh, to help you out. So go to shotscope.com. Check out that uh, you know what they've got, but the Pro LX Plus has been uh, a, a really cool system there, and I've, I've enjoyed using it the past uh, past couple of weeks. So the uh, with that there, we go from super tech, high tech, down to a little bit lower tech. But again, I know that uh, I think I've talked about every shoe in the A6 lineup, but uh, they've sent in pretty much every shoe in the A6 lineup. So uh, and honestly, they're they're kind of fun to walk; they're easy to test because you just walk around and play golf in them. So it's an easy thing to test, but the the one here uh, that I've, I just got my hands on, or actually I've had my hands on for a little bit, I've been wearing them a, a decent amount, would be the A6, the Gel Course Duo Boa. So I have uh, not owned a whole lot of Boa shoes in my life, uh, and if you're not familiar with Boa, Boa is basically a, a laces replacement system. So uh, there's a little dial on the shoe, which on the A6 one is up in the side. Uh, and then there's some stainless steel wire that runs across the top of the shoe, just like a set of laces. And when you snap in the little dial, you just turn it. You'll hear it click. It starts to tighten down, and it tightens down on your foot. And uh, the whole theory is that uh, the BOA thing adds uh, consistent pressure. It's not uh, um, It's not uh, going to create like they call hot spots or anything like that. Um, it's supposed to be, create like a very uh, – even pressure on your foot on the top of your foot, make it more comfortable, uh, while also never coming loose or anything like that. Uh, because you have to then pop the, uh, the little disc, you have to pull it out and it snaps out and then you can loosen the shoe. So it, it doesn't come loose. You don't have to worry about, you know, shoe laces coming untied, anything like that. Um, but the, uh, I remember when Boa kind of first came out in golf shoes, I was working at a, you know, working at the shop and I remember trying them on and walking around and I don't remember what brand, I don't remember if they were Foot Joy or what they were, um, but I tried them on and I just, like my heel always felt like it was slipping. So I just, I kind of tried them out, didn't really like them, moved on. And I never, never owned or bought a boa shoe since. So, uh, just kind of went with traditional laces and things like that. And then these came in. And I was kind of like, eh, the boa, we'll see. And uh, I threw them on. And the first nine holes I walked at uh, my league, no heel slip. I was uh, I was pretty impressed. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked of how comfortable they were. And to be honest, the system worked really well. I didn't have any heel slipping, anything like that. Uh, they're really easy to just, you know, you toss them on, crank down the, the disc a little bit. You start walking off. And then, uh, you know, maybe uh, as you walk to the practice screen, something like that, you may notch them down just a, another few clicks as your foot kind of settles into the shoe. But, uh, it, it actually is like kind of a really easy, simple system. And, uh, like I said, you don't have to worry about tying laces or, you know, wet laces. If you're getting out of the, into a wet parking lot, you know, they fall on the ground whatever. Uh, everything is just right there and it's all stainless steel, the cable, it's kind of rubber coated, uh, stainless steel. So it, it shouldn't break or anything like that. It should be pretty darn strong. It should be stronger than a shoelace. Um, but yeah, it's actually really easy to use. You just kind of throw them on, snap down the disc, turn it until it's as tight as you feel comfortable with, and then you walk away, and that's it. <laughs> and it's it's really that simple. It's super fast, um, and it's, like I said, extremely comfortable in this shoe. And, and like I said, I didn't notice any of uh, that kind of heel slip that I noticed years and years ago with uh, with the first shoes I ever tried on. So, um, like I said, the the Course Duo is kind of a little bit like the Course Ace, Uh, It looks very similar. It's got the same kind of sole and setup. The difference being this one is spiked. So they do have traditional spikes along with, you know, the same kind of aggressive spikeless sole, uh, that, uh, the course ACE has. Um, and it has really, really good traction. I mean, I played with it. I think the first, was it the first or second time I played with it? Uh, it kind of rained on us and the shoe is waterproof. The top of it is not waterproof as I found as it was pouring down and Water was kind of running down my legs uh, because I didn't bring rain pants at the time. Uh, so if water comes in over the top, not waterproof, uh, which I don't think any shoe is. But uh, the shoe is waterproof. <laughs> uh, but even the rain, everything, I mean, we played uh, through some rain there. It was fine. And uh, the traction on it is, is really, really good. Again, with spikes, uh, you know, everything's changeable. So when they wear out, you will put some new ones in. I feel like even if you had spikes that were pretty much worn out with nothing left in them, you're still going to have some good traction, just because the how aggressive this uh, this outsole is, all the the big kind of rubber lugs on there. Comfort wise, really comfortable. Uh, a little narrower shoe than the Keanu. Um I feel like I have a pretty traditional width foot. I, I'm not. I don't think I'm too narrow or, or too wide or anything like that. Definitely a, a narrower shoe than the Keanu uh, that I've talked about before. Um, I, I've noticed this one here, like you know, just on the kind of the outside. Uh, ball of my foot, I can tell, you know, I, I, not that I, there's no, I wouldn't want to call it pressure or whatever, but you can definitely feel, uh, you know, a little more tightness there, especially in the toe box of, of this shoe compared to, to the Keanu. Um, so I, w- I would say it's kind of average, to maybe on the, a hair of the narrower side. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that, uh, the online, they say, you know, when I look at their site, it said like has a note, it says runs a, a half size large. These are 11s. Uh, I wear an 11 in everything, and these seem extremely comfortable. Uh, I don't think that they ran abnormally large. Uh, if I would have read that, I may have ordered an 11 and a half, and it'd be interesting to see how that fits. Uh, but the 11 fits me perfectly fine. So I wear an 11 in, you know, Nike and, you know, whatever, pretty much everything else. Uh, and these fit perfectly fine. I thought they fit just like an 11. Um, like I said, other than being a hair narrower than uh, than the you know the other shoes in the line. I thought lengthwise they they fit exactly like an eleven, so I, I don't know in terms of the half size large. I well, let's if I ordered a ten and a half, I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable wearing the ten and a half. That like I said, running large. If I would ordered a ten and a half, they I, I gotta think they would have been at least too narrow, uh, a little too compact, a little too tight. Uh, so I, I I'm glad I got the eleven and not uh, not a ten and a half there. These ones here are the same thing: the flight foam uh, on the bottom for the cushioning. <clears throat> they also have the Asics, you know, legendary or iconic gel uh, in the heel. Cushioning on them's great. I mean, in terms of walking, I've walked numerous uh, uh, rounds with them so far and felt great. A lot of cushioning to them. They do sit a little bit higher than uh, than say the Keanu, and uh, and I think because of the spikes, uh, they do sit a little higher than even the 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 Course Ace. So they, they, you know, in terms of stability, they're, they're definitely stable. They just, you can definitely tell you, you sit just up a, a little bit higher in them. I wish they were a slightly little lower profile, uh, in terms of, of how I sit off the ground, but the cushioning on them is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, walking, there's no fatigue, anything like that. You'll, you'll be extremely comfortable. I mean, it's like wearing an Asics running shoe. Uh, they're, they're soft, uh, but like I said the support's really good the whole outside is this kind of it, it almost like they designed it to look like mesh but it's not it's it's kind of like a TPU material so support wise it's great it hugs your foot there's not a whole lot of like uh, um, kind of stretch or movement in it even when it, you know, once you're locked down with that BOA system you're pretty much in the shoe swing wise I've never had <clears throat> anything you know close to slipping anything like that they're great in fairway bunkers for full shots because you know between the spikes and the uh kind of the spikeless outsole on it there's just a ton of of traction there and they're, they're pretty locked down in, in in bunkers um but overall really a, a really comfortable shoe i mean excuse me everything inside uh seems to be well built um you know like some of the other Asics shoes with this kind of tpu material they're, they're a hair warmer uh compared to like a, a traditional mesh shoe that has a lot of breathability they're not like ovens but they they do retain a little bit more heat uh than you would expect I think with more of a sport looking shoe but walking on under uneven, uneven terrain is great they like I said they 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 kind of lock you in you're not going to worry about slipping going up or down hills anything like that uh now with the spikes I do have to say there's if you're walking across like wood planks uh or wooden stairs and they're a little bit wet you uh, you do have to worry about them slipping a little bit there um you know and Some of those things, they're just slippery by nature. There's not a whole lot you can do, but these with the spikes, it does make them a little more slick on those, uh, those wooden walkways, uh, when they're wet. So, you know, be aware of that. Um, but like I said, everywhere else in terms of grass, gravel, sand, you name it for the most part, uh, they offer really, really good traction. Um, the other interesting thing is, is in these where the tongue kind of meets the, the sides of the shoe, uh, when you actually first put it on, you I mean, you, you loosen it up, you slide your foot in and you actually have to kind of push the tongue to go inside the, in, in, inside the shoe. If you keep locking it down, the tongue sometimes will get kind of caught on the outside. So you do have to be aware of that a little bit that you make sure the tongue is sliding inside of, uh, inside of the shoe instead of getting caught kind of on the outside <clears throat> and bunching up a little bit. It doesn't really affect the comfort or anything like that. Um, but it definitely is something you kind of notice and uh, I've been aware of. I wish the top of this or the sides of the shoe came out just a little bit taller and it would probably alleviate that problem. But, <clears throat> like, again, that's a, a pretty minor, minor gripe when you're just tossing these on and they take, you know, two seconds to just crank down the disc and, and walk away. Um, but overall, they've been been really good. I mean, the build quality seems really nice on them. You know everything on them seems to be built really well. Uh, there's no funky seams or you know anything that looks you know really cheap on them. Uh, and like I said, the, the biggest thing is that they're just comfortable to wear. You know when you when you're walking, you know nine, eighteen holes, whatever. Um, you know you're just they're just comfortable to walk in. You know in terms of they've got some flexibility to them uh, in terms of you know as you walk the the way the toe kind of flexes as you walk you know in terms of the stability in terms of like the twisting of the shoe it doesn't twist very easily um but it does flex as you walk like through the toe, and it's got some built-in sections on the bottom where you can see the rubber kind of disconnects from itself and kind of makes little pads that, that are more flexible, but the the actual twisting of the shoe from, uh, you know, if you try to twist it from toe to heel, it, it doesn't really want to move. It stays pretty much right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, overall, I've been, been really happy with that shoe. I think it's really, you know, a, a really comfortable shoe. If something like the Keanu is just a little bit wide, you know, has a little, too much room in the toe box. I think this one, just a little bit narrower, uh, but offers really good support and great traction. It's uh, it's just a, a comfortable shoe to wear. They're making it a couple different. I, I think right now, at least when I look online, they they've only got it in black. Um, but uh, let me see. Oh no, they do make and they make a white one. So it's it's an all white and gray one. Uh, so they make a white and gray and a black. And, uh, yeah, if you go to, uh, if you guys should go to Strixon.com, they've got the shoes cause they're the ones who, uh, <clears throat> who actually distribute ASIC golf shoes, uh, in the U S. So if you're in the U S go to Strixon uh, and you can check them out there. They're, what is it? 179, which, you know, for some people look at an athletic shoe, it's kind of a lot, but with the Boa system, I don't think that's crazy out of line, uh, for what these things are. And like I said, being waterproof, all the comfort, all the things that are built into it, um, it's a pretty darn nice shoe. So, uh, I've, I've been enjoying it. I've been actually wearing it a decent amount. Um, you know, more than I thought I would, let's put it that way. When I first got it in, I thought I would wear it for nine holes and, you know, do my, my showing and, and that was be it. And then, uh, yeah, I've been wearing it, uh, a, a good amount. So uh, it's been surprisingly, a, a, a nicer shoe than I thought it was going to be to, uh, to wear around. So, uh, if you're looking for a new shoe and you want something that's just, you know, you're looking for comfort above kind of everything else, take a look at that, that, uh, a six gel course duo boa, because, uh, like I said, it is a, a really comfortable shoe and, and, you know, great traction, all that. I mean, it's just, it's kind of got everything. So, um, you know, style wise, I mean, everybody's got their own style. So you may either, you may love it. You may hate it. You may feel, you know, nothing about it, whatever, but, uh, style wise, everybody's a little different on that. But, uh, in terms of performance, uh, you, you can't go wrong with performance of it. So, um, but, yeah, that's all I got today. Hopefully you guys uh, have a great rest of your U.S. Open week. Uh, hopefully you get to watch some golf. Hopefully you maybe get to play some golf. Uh, for you fathers out there, have a happy Father's Day. My dad's not listening, but happy Father's Day to him. Uh, I know he'll be playing. Well, he won't be playing golf on the weekend. He'll be playing golf uh, <laughs> playing golf today and tomorrow. But he won't be, he won't be playing golf uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So, hopefully, like I said, all your dads out there have a good Father's Day. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a good U.S. Open. We'll talk to you guys next week.